0: Have you ever wondered how to land a UX design internship at Adobe? Well, today we're going to try to answer exactly that. What's up everybody, I'm Guo, and you're listening to the Not Just Pixel show. There's a lot to learn as a designer. So in this show, I sit down with design professionals to understand how to grow as a designer and help you get that UX design internship or job. Let's get into it. In today's episode, I talked to three design interns who worked at Adobe last summer. I asked them a series of questions about the application process, preparation, and tips for future applicants. Personally, I took a lot of notes, and I hope this episode will help whoever is interested in applying to Adobe in the future. So, starting with the first question, what was your application process like?
1: Yeah, so the application process, the cool thing is Adobe is very um, team-specific. So, the first person that you meet, really is uh, the manager you would be working with the entire summer. And you're applying to each team by themselves. And you don't really switch around as much. So once you start your applications, it's very specific to what that team is looking for and what they need. So you start with um, kind of a behavioral portfolio overview with your um, this hiring manager that you would be working with. And then if that goes well, you move on to the final rounds, which is uh, the rest of that team, a couple members from that team uh, going through a workflow review, and then a 30-minute one-to-one interview with another member of that team.
0: That was Stephanie, a senior studying computer science at Georgia Tech. Now, take note of what Stephanie said in the beginning. Adobe is very team-specific, so you actually apply to specific teams at Adobe, and each team looks for specific skills. Now, let's hear another intern talk about the interview process and application.
2: I feel like my application process was probably a bit different from a lot of people's and the fact that I applied I want to say like May-ish to this women in tech conference called the Grace Hopper Celebration and I applied for a scholarship to that which is like you basically get access to all these events all these speakers and a bunch of recruiters as well and so I applied for this scholarship and I heard back from them in Maybe June ish or July, and got accepted into this scholarship. And so I was really excited. And come like the actual conference, which was sadly online my year for like COVID, I, you know, submitted my resume into this bank. And I also had a bunch of like one on one calls with recruiters that were going to this event. So it was like a separate kind of networking session thing. And one of the recruiters, from adobe actually reached out to me and was like oh we saw your resume we really liked you know your portfolio and you know would you be able available to hop on a call and so it was all within like because the, the conference is like three days so it was within the conference that they like reached out and scheduled a call so it was pretty fast i want to say very typical recruiter call just like basic background check questions yeah after that she shortly reached out to me again And was like, let's schedule, you know, your first round interview, which was a portfolio review. And so it was, I think, 45 minutes. And it was um, with one of the people that I actually ended working with on my team. And it was really chill, you know, your typical portfolio review where you I had a Google Slides deck that I just went through and talked about. They asked me questions about, you know, certain design decisions, um, certain things that I did during the process. And then, yeah, it was it was really chill and he's super nice. So yeah, it didn't feel very stern or strict. And then a few days later, they reached out for a final round interview, which was, I think, again, 45 minutes. And it was with the guy who founded my team. So it was like a director, which I thought was pretty cool and um, it was supposed to be behavioral, but we ended up just like chatting like me and you. Like, you know, it was really, really chill. We went completely off topic. And um, it was just like having a conversation with a friend, honestly. And I asked a bunch of questions um, during the interview, like not even at the end. And we kind of just were talking about like things. And he was a philosophy major. And I'm a philosophy minor right now, so we actually, like, we're talking about that. We were talking about um, the team specifically. Like, that team was, the team that I was working on is called the, like, AI ML team. So we work on a lot of, like, things that don't exactly exist. It's, like, very future-facing, so talked about, like, that as well. And, yeah, in, like, a few weeks, I heard back that I had been selected and, that they were excited to, you know, extend an offer to me.
0: So that was Ivy, a senior studying cognitive science at UCLA. Now, I love how Ivy put herself out there to attend the Grace Hopper conference in the first place. And even if she didn't get the position, I'm sure she met a ton of other awesome designers at the conference. This really shows that applying isn't the only way to land that interview.
3: Now on to the next question. How did you prepare? So like so definitely like for the first call, I had no idea what I was going into. The best thing that I could do by then was just get my portfolio uh, like as good look, look good looking as possible. To be honest, in the first call, I talked to a few people and some said that maybe in the very first call you can have the thing where they'll ask you to show your projects so just for the very first project i just prepared all my slide decks and everything Uh, so the good thing was that because my portfolio and slide deck everything was ready while you're actually obviously writing stuff down and making stuff down you get a lot of clarity into what you are what you bring to the table and what your projects are so while uh, like the first call was just a discussion i read a lot about adobe as well i tried like whenever i tried to do things i just tried to read as much as i can so i just like read as much as about adobe creative cloud what all things are what all projects they are working on and definitely the team which i worked on it was super hard to even like i was not even close to understanding what they were working on because nothing like that was present on the internet by then there's something uh, product for the future or something like that but still uh, the thing is that when i was entering that call i felt pretty much more confident from my end that i've like done everything that i can so yeah that was the thing i just like read everything about adobe i also yeah another thing was that online i found a lot of questions which are generally asked in product design Uh, like all the random question all the weird possible things like what is your favorite product why is it like favorite or something like that so i'd like i don't know like I i was not sure if someone asked those or not but i just like prepared the heck out of it like how much server they can ask. I just prepared all those things for the first interview, but it was super chill. The main thing was the second interview, which actually was going to decide if I was going to get in or not.
0: That was Sparsh, a master's student studying human-computer interaction at University of Maryland. Now, kudos for Sparsh to doing his homework by researching a ton about Adobe, specific team he's interviewing for, and common interview questions. A lot of times, these are some of the best ways to prep. Then after going through this entire process, what do you think made you stand out amongst other applicants?
1: Something else that might have been um, helpful was also in my application, I emphasized a design community a lot for me. At least that's a big priority for me. And that kind of leans itself to uh, way in the future, I would love to do stuff like management uh, rather than. So it would be instead of going further through IC, so individual contributor I would go more into management and I think that kind of showed and my manager really liked that because even though I was a little bit nervous to say something like that because of how uh I don't know because I was just an intern right saying that I want to be a manager someday sounded a little bit crazy but he liked that because he had an idea of where I would go next um he had an idea what my path would look like and he knew what my goals were so I wouldn't be too scared of saying something that was a little bit too far-fetched like that your long-term goals and talking about how much I loved my current design communities that I'm involved in, whether it's in school or other internships, I think that made me seem like I was very easy to work with, which made him want to introduce me to the rest of his team.
0: one on being open about your career aspirations, because that will help the hiring manager not only know more about your goals, but also if the company is a good fit for you. So it's definitely a win-win in this situation. Now, let's also hear what Sparge thinks made him stand out
3: it's it's super hard to understand like what they exactly judged me on because obviously they're like four people and there's like a lot of things but the only thing which I tried was that like I tried to create kind of like as I was saying like coherent image of what I'm trying to bring in uh, or like what I'm trying to give so for example like there were two projects which I uh, actually shared in the presentation uh, like the portfolio presentation in my case I wanted to give them this idea that I'm really good with accessibility, for example, that at least this is one thing which I'm really good with. So I just took both my projects and kind of ensured like both the projects were related to accessibility. I had more idea that one project is related to accessibility. Another one is related to data visualization, but instead of data visualization, I tried to ensure that both are from accessibility. And then I threw it to them. Then again, I tried to dial down, like hammer down on this idea by saying that I've kind of worked with the two biggest accessibility organizations in the world and then like so essentially few things which they kind of remember me by (laughs) now i'm like kind of not bragging on this but like like towards the start of the call i was trying to so like towards the start of the call i started by this is my introduction then project one project two so in the introduction i was kind of trying to tell a story of how i started then in the end i also told them that hey i have a youtube channel i have uh, like 14,000 subscribers i create videos I'm a creative and I've been using Adobe for quite a long time and uh, that's why Adobe is a place where I would want to be. (laughs) I still remember like uh, my manager and other people remembered me a lot from this thing that uh, I'm like a YouTuber guy (laughs) creating videos and all those things.
0: Now, can I just say, having a YouTube channel with 14.9k subscribers, like seriously, how cool is that? No wonder the interviewers remembered Sparsh. Also, I love how before the interview, Sparsh not only knew what image he wanted to show to the managers, but he also made sure his presentation showcased that image. Love the intentionality here. Then what do you think Adobe looks for in design interns?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I can't really speak on behalf of like all the other interns who are working on very different things within Adobe as well. But I think just like talking to everyone, um, there is a general sense of you know, like, self-drivenness, you don't really need to be told, like, I feel like there is structure within certain teams, but at least for my team, it was kind of like, we want to see what you think of, instead of, hey, like, this is your task, you have to get there by completing steps A, B, and C. Um, It was very, like, open, like, exploratory, like, hey, you know, these are some things we are interested in this is some like technology like you can talk to other people on the team and get feedback from them but a lot of it was like self-driven I would say and so I think even like if you were on a different team they really do value like designers and their thoughts so you're not really being like directed by anyone like uh, not the software engineers not really the PMs and so I think that skill comes in really handy for whatever you know team you join or whatever product you're working on
0: so it sounds like being a self-driven designer is
3: really important for Adobe are there any other points the only thing which I I can tell you like the typical kind of questions that they ask during the interview so I was just like going through my whole process I tried to keep my deck as tight as possible not leaving a lot of room for questions but still they're like super curious hey like They're questioning about each and every small thing. They literally ask me that, why is that toolbar on the side? What was the reason that you put it on the left side? Why is not like kind of uh, stacked against the left of the screen, why is it floating or whatever whatever it is. They're like asking me all the specific questions for a lot of questions. I was like that, I just did it (laughs) for no reason. For other ones, I definitely had a reason that yeah, I actually did some pilot pilot user studies. Here's the data for them and that's why I did a particular thing. So I believe like just having like good enough reasoning for everything that you're doing. I believe like that did the job for me, plus the project they kind of liked they were like that we are working on similar stuff and that also helped. So
0: yeah. Having a good design rationale is definitely important. So, future applicants, be prepared to talk about your design decisions since, as Sparsh mentioned, they will ask a lot of specific design questions. Then, are there any tips or advice you can give to future Adobe design applicants?
1: Hmm, Honestly, I don't know how the referral system works as well. Um, I can't give any advice on that or, like, having been in the interview. I kind of got lucky with that. But... I think on your portfolio, just really make sure, just to get that your first foot in the door, uh, I would, yeah, make sure that you have an idea of where your strengths lie. Of course, as interns, we're probably not going to be expected to have, you know, exact specialties and, like, be super insane in those I'm kind of just starting out. But if they wanted to apply to Adobe, make it really clear what your thoughts are throughout your entire process, um, whether it's in your portfolio giving a presentation uh, focus on yeah your reasoning for each, uh, so that they know how you prioritize things in your design.
0: This thoroughly goes back to Sparsh's example of being intentional with your design. Like, don't just do research to check off research. Do it for a reason, and that's the same for designs as well. Now, to round off this episode, I want to end with what Ivy said about dealing with interview stress. I mean, everyone can feel nervous before interview. So, what do you do before interviews to relieve stress?
2: Oh, that's hard. I feel like I am a stressor. That's why I like prepare everything. And I like over prepare. Um, I like literally do like some like spiels like beforehand just to be like, okay, if they ask me this, like I have this story ready, all that stuff. But I think in the moment, don't like get too hyper fixated on your on the small things, I guess. Um, At least for me, once the interview starts, I try to think of it as just like, oh, I'm talking to another person, I'm having a conversation, I'm just trying to get to know this person who's also doing UX, who's, who has this really cool position. And once I think about it in like that kind of mindset, um, I tend to forget more that it's like, oh, you know, this is a make-or-break interview. It could determine my future. Ha-ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> it's like more comfortable for me to talk and definitely – I know like super cliche but like practice definitely helps a lot like i think my first interview was not so hot and then as i did more i got better so practicing with like friends always helps me practicing with people who are not in ux design also helps me because if you can explain things to them you can explain things to anyone right and i think yeah those things help me ever so slightly with my nerves um but I still get really nervous.
0: (laughs) To relieve some interview stress, stop thinking of interviews as this life or death situation where I have to prove I'm worthy slash pretend to be the perfect candidate. Instead, do what Ivy suggests. Think of an interview as another casual coffee chat. And this is such a great mindset shift that I believe everyone should try out. So this marks the end of this episode. To future Adobe applicants or anybody listening up to this point, I hope this episode was helpful. And I wish you all the best in applying. You got this. Hey there. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really appreciate your time. And again, before we say goodbye, my name is Guo and you've just listened to the Not Just Pixel Show. And I'll see you in the next episode.